Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 228. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. You have now pushed Blade to another blazing week. And I got to tell you, what an amazing week we've been having. You know, I'm on vacation. Fourth of July just happened this week. And it's feeling pretty warm outside. Uh, but Fourth of July was a really uneventful day for me. Uh, didn't really do much, but really cook. Um, you know, had my... Fourth uh, of July fixtures, you know, had the Gleezies, uh, had the burgers, um, just really enjoyed our day uh, watching movies, uh, enjoying just fishing and just doing what we like to do. Um, it's a day for me to really reflect on history and uh, what history uh, has brought us and where we are as a civilization. And, you know... Um, it's incredible to to think about uh, as we spend this 4th of July uh, just really not doing much, you know. Um, first of all, I don't think I got enough friends. Uh, I mean, we're in our 30s now that are still partying and still doing the things, you know, at 30 years old. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't interest me as much. Um these days, you know, uh, just just the party thing, being around people, um, on on events like Fourth of July or big events, you know, um, I don't mind going out for a Saturday or or, or anything or a birthday, uh, but when it becomes like these holidays, I like to be with my family. I like to be at home. I like to be comfortable, um, but it just it doesn't stop uh, us from celebrating. Uh, and to me, celebrating is doing the things that um, you wouldn't really get the opportunity to on any other day. So we ended up, like I said, we ended up fishing. Spent about a few hours out there in Sycamore Island. Um, like I said, over the weekend, there was uh, that free fishing day on, uh, it was on Saturday. Uh, so if you guys didn't take advantage of that, you guys missed out. But it was super packed at Sycamore on Saturday. Uh, we ended up going back. Uh, for 4th of July, and um, didn't really get a bite or anything, but it wasn't as busy as I thought it was going to be. Um, I thought it was going to be tons of people again, uh, but the, the weather was super hot. I mean, that, that's all you could really expect now co coming into July in Fresno, uh, but it, it was just too arid out there. Like, um, we we got out there. It was it wasn't too bad, and then all of a sudden it started becoming scorching hot, and you know I I just didn't want to be out there sweating the whole day, uh, but I just reflected, uh, you know, going fishing, just thinking about where we are as a civilization. You know, um, I don't think you know Fourth of July is only about fireworks. I don't believe it's only uh, displayed for. Uh, nationalism and, and patriotic things, but for me, 4th of July is just the celebration of independence, uh, the celebration of a new beginning. Um, you know, we've been celebrating this for 250 years, um, and I feel like it has morphed into this, this, like every other holiday, where it turns into uh, a lot more than what it should be. You know, about um, drinking and, and partying and doing that kind of stuff. But, yes, it's great to have those things. 
but at the same time, but you have to reflect on why you're doing them, you know? Um, I just think of myself uh, being a founding father and seeing what, um, you know, you wanted for our generation. I mean, to think about, you know, a long time ago, it was a totally different type of life, you know? Um, didn't have internet, didn't have cell phones, didn't have very much of anything. Uh, we depended on very much of ourselves at the, at that point in life. Um, it's just not that way anymore, you know? Um, so I, I, I look back, I, I think to myself, what, what would have been, you know, back in 1776, uh, when they signed the declaration of independence, you know? And for me, it's just to celebrate that, the independence, the things that we can do freely, uh, that means being able to go to church. That means being able to uh, go to uh, go fishing if we need to. Um, the freedom to uh, really travel. Um, seeing you know a lot of people traveling throughout the holiday and um, just just knowing that those are the ways that I feel like you are celebrating your independence. Um, you know, and that document that they signed clearly states. You know, um, your rights um, and, and also the adoption of the Declaration of Independence. It took tons of people to get together to really uh, make this happen, you know. And we don't have that these days. We don't have our neighbors to depend on or, or, or our, our neighbors and our, or our little villages or our little towns. You know, where um, we would depend on each other by bartering, by um, by having communication, you know. And we don't have that these days. And I, I often just think to myself, you know, like, how would it have been back then for me? And what kind of opportunities would I have had, you know? And the opportunity that I have now, I, I, I'm just grateful for. So that's what I do to celebrate you know, 4th of July, and I make sure it's a point that we think about those things because, you know, uh, you can't take what we have right here for granted. Me being able to podcast, me being able to say what I want to say, um, just giving you guys my own per personal view of things is why I, that's how I celebrate 4th of July. So it doesn't come lightly for me. Um, and especially as I get older, I feel like I need to appreciate the history a little bit more. And, you know, I'm not going to say the USA has the best history, but to me, I still take a lot of, I think I, I, I still believe in, in the America of back then, you know, the American dream at least and what they fought for and why they fought for it and, why we are still here able to do the things that we're still doing 250 years later. How many years later, you know? I don't even know how many years. I, I just made up a uh, made up a number. But I, I, I just like to reflect on those dates and uh, just tell myself, you know, as a person, as a, a, a son, a husband, uh, a brother, how can I continue to be independent. And that means from my government, from my parents, from my wife, from, you know, how can I continue to be independent? 
And that's why I continue this podcast. Uh, and I don't have sponsorships. I don't have people telling me what I could uh, talk about and what I can't talk about. And that's why I don't have sponsorships is because I want to be able to relinquish my rights. I want to be able to tell you what I feel like is right, what is wrong, and necessarily come with the repercussions that come from that as well. You know, um, and that's something as Americans we are no longer able to do. Um, the money gets in the way, I feel like, a, a lot of the situations. And when that money gets in the way, you know, your voice becomes silent and you're no longer able to express yourself. So I just hope, you know, that I didn't <laughs> just go on a big old rant about podcasting, but it's just the 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 rights that I have and, and, and the independence that I have to be able to do the things that I love and the things that other people in other countries and other places don't get to do. You know, uh, I'm just thankful, and I, I just hope that you guys are also thankful uh, during this 4th of July. But I have been on vacation, so I've been watching tons and tons of different things. Uh, not only, you know, movies and, and, and uh, listening to music, but I was able to watch some YouTube videos that I've been wanting to catch up on. And if you haven't seen that uh, Juvenile Little Desk performance, um, it was one of the best I have ever seen. And, you know, uh, the Little Desk uh, is probably one of the best places to get, like, live music online. Uh, they do, like, these whole, I would have to say, sets with artists, and, and they're, they're able to um, come in, play with the whole band live, and uh, just really showcase their artistry. Um, and this tiny desk right here uh, was one that everybody was waiting for. And it, 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 to me, Juvenile is one of the greatest of all time. He's a legend in my eyes. Uh, and he's from New Orleans. Um, and if you haven't heard of this NPR tiny desk uh, performance, make sure you check it out. Um, it was probably like a week ago. Uh, that it came out, but I was able to watch it during my <laughs> my vacation. And, you know, there's been other artists that have been uh, doing this Little Desk uh, performance, uh, Mac Miller, and there's been tons and tons of artists that, for me, I love to watch. Um, so this is one of my favorite, probably, shows on, on YouTube. Uh, but I definitely want you to check out uh, this, this juvenile uh, performance. I mean, he's 48 years old, still holding it down for hip hop, you know, uh, still doing it for the culture. Um, and he's probably one of my favorite cash money record, uh, artists. And I would have to say he's probably my, my first, uh, down South artist that I fell in love with right before a little Wayne. You know, and, and, and they come from the same crew. So it it just shows you the kind of uh, artistry that comes out of New Orleans. It reminds me of my really uh, past, you know, the history of the music that I've listened to. Um, and I'm super familiar with all of the work that he's done. Uh, and I, I just hope that you guys uh, will take a chance on this. Uh, because it, it is a live performance, 
Uh, and Maddie Fresh, who's also uh, juvenile, um, they, they did a lot of collaborations together. Um, he's also performing with them. And they also bring out some other great musicians uh, that, that, I mean, they just set it off, uh, like, totally. So this one, I would have to say, is probably up there with, with one of the greatest ones of all time. Uh, I, I'm not too sure who could be... Who could beat this one? Just I, I, I just, I just feel like Juvenile had that energy. Um, everybody was anticipating this one, um, and I just think that you know, with with the flair that he's able to bring, with the live band and bringing people together, that's what it's all about. And I, I think that's what the culture is missing these days. So I hope you guys check it out. Like I said, it's the NPR Tiny Desk concert uh, featuring uh, Juvenile. And I, I just think, you know, when fans want someone on the show and they bring that person on the show and they kill it, it's definitely a classic in my eyes. So make sure you check out this uh, Tiny Desk performance and let me know what you guys think about Juveniles. Uh, and this week I was able to watch a ton of different movies. Uh, but, you know, for the 4th of July, I really wanted to be on theme so i definitely wanted to watch some type of war movie or uh history type of movie uh but i ended up watching guy Ritchie's the covenant and if you haven't seen this movie you better you better watch it uh it was a 2023 american action thriller it was like it was more of a man i, I can't i can't really place the, the nail on it but um, it, it is co-written and produced and directed by Guy Ritchie, but it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, and Jake Gyllenhaal is one of my favorite actors, so I definitely wanted to talk about this uh, this movie this week, um, but the plot really is about uh, this master sergeant who ends up in Afghanistan uh, with his team, and, you know, they ended up getting uh, pretty much uh, massacred in, in one of their operations. Uh, and the sergeant ended up uh, having to fight his way through uh, different terrain in Afghanistan and uh, try to uh, keep alive this, uh, this interpreter. And uh, throughout the movie, you know, you see these different challenges that he, he faces, um, bombs, uh, different borders that are coming his way, um, different types of uh, ammunition that are being shot at him. Um, just this, just this whole arsenal of of uh, the Taliban, and it, it was crazy to think, you know, uh, that his unit was ambushed uh, by this uh, orchestrated, you know, bomb attack, and. Uh, in the need of, you know, finding new people or whatnot, um, they found this interpreter that kind of knew the way, his way around Afghanistan, uh, and he knew uh, different in, in the ins and outs of uh, his local area. Um, and he really didn't do uh, the interpretation, the interpreting to pursue money. He really wanted to get out of Afghanistan and get his family out of Afghanistan. Um, so during this, during a mission, um, 
the Taliban ended up, you know, murdering uh, the guy's uh, son, uh, and later um, they get ambushed again, which leads, you know, the sergeant. Uh, I think I think that's when he got shot, and you know, this movie just it just kept kept going and kept going, and uh, just the action it, it never let up, and uh, it just reminded me of uh, just the the military that that have went through these types of situations uh it's a true story as well which is also remarkable to do that you know um this master sergeant uh went back into afghanistan after being recovered uh to find this guy and to bring him back into uh the united states it's just a, it's a great story um, it's it's definitely a complete story where you 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 definitely get that ending that you want from it. Um, it made me almost tear up. No, it made me tear up a little bit just knowing that people are out there and and, and are genuinely um, it, giving themselves um, and putting themselves on the line for all of us, you know. And, and these people. Um, ask for help from, from the, you know, the local Afghanistan, uh, people. Uh, but yet we still like turn our backs on them and, and really don't care. And, you know, this is a story of a person that cared and, and wanted to, to do the right thing to bring him and his family into the United States after being saved. And it, it's a whole story that you, you guys definitely need to check out it. It had a great reception. I think uh, for me, um, it's probably one one of the top war movies right now that uh, like has been out. Um, one of my favorite also war movies uh, that I love to watch is Hurt Locker. Um, it's kind of this kind of reminds me of the same thing in a way, but um, this movie right here though, The Covenant, uh, it was just a satisfying war movie that. You, you wanted a good story and you wanted it to have a great ending and I felt like it, it hit all the scales. So I, I, I give this probably movie a really close 4.5 out of 5. Uh, maybe even a close 4.75. I mean, it was a great, great movie. It was entertained throughout the whole thing. I, I, I just think that you guys would like it as well. So make sure you guys check out Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. And as, you know, the holiday goes away, 4th of July, um, the one thing that I, I look at every every year is the illegal aerial fireworks that fill up the Fresno sky. It's amazing to see how many illegal fireworks the city is letting off. Um, and you saw it on Tuesday. I mean, you could see it on all angles in the sky. Uh, didn't even have to really watch the video. You could see it literally in the neighborhoods. Um, but they had a sky cam that caught the display of the sparkling light in the in the area. And it just shows you just the amount of uh, just uncertainty of how this, how this, it might go down, you know. And then later on, you see on TikTok, you see everywhere trees burning, bushes burning. 
I saw a firework land in someone's car and blow up or buy a car and blow up. And, you know, anytime you're you're uh, shooting off illegal fireworks, you're, you're really playing with danger. And you're also, like, really putting yourself out there to, to get fined. Uh, and I think that fine reaches up to, to at least $5,000 for possessing illegal fireworks. And if they do any damage, it's definitely jail time. Um, I don't think it's worth it. Um, you know, I, we've done it. I'm not going to say, you know, I have never done it. We've done it and we've seen how accidents can happen. I've, I, I've been involved in fireworks shows where the tree lit on fire, the, the bush lit, light, lights on fire, the firework defects, shoots at into the crowd, you know, um, Anything that you can possibly name, I, I've probably seen it. Um, but that's also a reason why I don't really do it anymore. Um, and I, I just feel like it's not it's not even it's not even fun when you know it, it, it starts becoming dangerous. Um, but seeing it is so beautiful. I am not gonna lie. I enjoy it. I love hearing it. I love knowing that people are celebrating. Uh, their independence, uh, but I just hope you know people around your area know that you know it's a good time to stop around nine nine thirty. Um, getting into that ten o'clock, eleven o'clock hour and shoot off fireworks is not is not okay, um, especially because of the dogs around the area. You know, I've heard of so many dogs being lost this year. Um, even a even a canine in Madeira. Um, ended up going missing because of fireworks. Um, and they, it was a whole big thing where they, they couldn't find the dog for like a couple days and they ended up finding him. Uh, and knowing that it was because of fireworks, it has to, it really has to suck for dog owners to really have to, um, you know, be there for their dogs. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's one of those, one of those times where it's like, uh, would I rather be at a party uh, or be with my dog where you know that he's going through hell? Uh, it, I'm going to be honest. My dog is not as bad when it comes to uh, crackling fireworks or whistling fireworks, but it's when it sounds like gunshots, like those M80s, M1000s, those types of fireworks he has problems with. Uh, but it's not the whistling or the crackling ones. Um, we, we, we really took our, we really put our dog in situations where he kind of been around the fireworks, you know, cause we've done them for years and years and years. This is probably the first year that we haven't done fireworks and I'm not going to say I missed it. You know, I'm not going to say I missed it. I, I love watching it, but I'm not a fan of buying them and I'm not a fan of, you know, uh, possessing them. Um, and talking about buying fireworks, I, I've heard that they actually had a, a church that ended up getting at least, I think it was $5,000 worth of fireworks stolen. Um, so it, it's like, to me, it's like, why would, why would you put yourself in danger, especially in a situation where fireworks, they have no use, they have no significance. It, you can do... You don't have to do fireworks to celebrate 4th of July. Let's just say that. But these people 
are shooting out fireworks on every block, every square inch of Fresno, and lighting trees on fire, almost lighting houses on fire. I mean, there has been time. I, I, there has been a time when I've seen a house on fire um, for Fourth of July, and maybe it wasn't this year, but you know, prior years, I've I, I've witnessed things like that. And uh, so this year, knowing that, you know, we kind of slowed it down and didn't really do much, it really made me feel like, okay, like you don't really need to be out there doing this dumb stuff. Um, but it's crazy to think, you know, that uh, 4th of July brings so many people out, brings so many people together, uh, but also uh, it, it creates a lot of dangerous situations. So if you're not safe with your fireworks, you're not safe with um, possessing your fireworks because, you know, you got to make sure they're safe. If they're not safe, they're going to blow up with each other and you got dynamite right in your hands. So you got to know how to use them. You got to know um, the ins and outs of fireworks, I feel like. Because um, I've seen some crazy stuff in my past. And, I've, I, and this week, literally, I've seen... Tons of videos, like I said, of trees on fire, bushes on fire. Um, like I said, someone threw a freaking firework underneath the car or in a car and lit on fire. I'm, I'm just, it's just crazy to me that people are just misusing uh, fireworks. So I just wanted to talk about that this week just because it has been out in the news and it has been, you know, a theme of, of 4th of July every year. So make sure you just, you guys are just being safe uh, through the holiday. And this week, I want to continue to support our local music scene as Carl Mata dropped uh, his latest uh, project called I Got That Dog In Me, Volume 1. And it's only a three-part, um, three, three songs to this uh, volume uh, one, uh, which kind of was a, a good way to really uh, release music, I feel like, as... You know, people are starting to switch up the way they release music without the album. They're going more towards the EP. Um, and they're also releasing tracks at a different rate now. So I feel like Carl Mata has a great vibe to this. Uh, I Got That Dog In Me Volume 1, which you can listen to on all your DSPs right now. Um, I definitely tuned in on, on Spotify, which... It's basically what I what I stream my music and all my podcasts from, uh, but this one has to be uh, a special one because he's been working. I, I feel like so hard on his sound, the way that he's been been able to to create his. Um, I'm not going to say character, but his persona. Um, you know, he's really uh, driving himself and making sure that his music is always up in quality. And that's something that I like about Carl Mata. He has different styles to it. Uh, his, it, one of my styles that I like, or one of my flavors that I like is that he does, uh, a lot of different types of rap. Um, it doesn't necessarily all sound the same and it doesn't all necessarily is cohesive, uh, which I like. And, and that's why I like this, uh, Volume one, uh, I got that dog in me is because he's kind of got a group of songs that are part of, you know, that, that have a good cohesiveness to it. 
but I believe that he has other sounds that he's going to try, try to put together to create a sort of a masterpiece, if you know what I mean. Uh, I'm not too sure if, how many uh, volumes he's going to come out with this, uh, but definitely this three-part uh, volume one, I think you guys should listen to, support. Um, it's local. It's great. It's something to uh, listen to, especially during these summer months. And I just want you to, uh, to continue to support all your local artists. So make sure you guys support Carl Mata and his latest project, I Got That Dog In Me. And make sure you guys go stream that now on Apple or Spotify. Now let's talk about some local sports. And let's start off by talking about Valley FC, who is now on to the next part of the national tournament. Uh, started off with 32 teams. Now they're going to 16 uh, teams. As uh, last weekend, they beat Folsom FC or, or FC Folsom uh, 1-0. And uh, they ended up scoring that point in the 45th minute uh, by Flores. Uh, and what a great game for uh, the FC. As, like I said, they had a hard 90 minutes that they had to go through, scored in that 45th minute, and they were able to get the result that they wanted. They got the W. Uh, but now they're next up for uh, the national round of 16, which the, which who knows if they'll be able to host another home game. I don't think they'll be able to host another home game through uh, the, the rest of the playoffs. So this was their last home game for the season, which, you know, I, I, I just hope that they had the support that they needed uh, on Saturday. And it looked like they had uh, a lot of people out there to support them and make sure that they uh, got the got the support they needed for a big win, you know. Um, I know for sure next season or in the future, I want to start being able to uh, go to these games. Uh, I mean, Valley... The Valley MC's home field is Keytites Park, which is right across the street from Clovis West. So it's just a matter of uh, getting there and getting back home. And it's just too close to not support. And I just hope that next next uh, season or the upcoming uh, seasons, I'll be able to get out there and support a lot more. Uh, it's just been hard, you know, um, supporting the Pro-Am, supporting the Grizzlies, uh, trying to do my part around uh, supporting everything is just a it's a hard feat to do, but I just hope them uh, good luck throughout the remainder. Uh, Sixteen more teams, uh, so that means once they get done with uh, their their game uh, this weekend, which I don't know if they even came out with uh, who their opponent was, but but it, either way should be a good uh, good match, and I wish uh, Valley FC. Best of the luck the rest of the way. So let's make sure we support our Fresno teams. Now let's talk about our Central Valley Fuego, who is currently 12th in the USL 1 division with a record of 3-1-10. They ended up taking on Union Omaha over the weekend um, at home, but didn't end up getting the win. They lost 1-0 in that, in that game. Um, the Fuego hasn't been able to put any strings of wins together in the last couple weeks. Um, they will be playing Saturday, July 8th on the road versus forward Madison, Madison FC, 
who is third in the USL 1 division. So this is going to be a big game for the Fuego if they want to turn things back uh, over and try to uh, get things on another uh, scale. They got to be able to win this game because um, it hasn't been looking good for the Fuego in the in the standings as they've only won three games or three matches so far. And I just hope that they continue uh, to get the support that they need throughout the season. So make sure you guys continue to support your Central Valley Fuego. Now let's talk about our Fresno Grizzlies, who are currently 10-1 and in their second part of the 2023 season. Um, right now they're on a dominant streak as they're facing off against the... San Jose Giants, but they started off uh, against the Stockton Ports last week, and they were able to uh, really get on a roll. Uh, they ended up beating the Stockton Ports, their first game, which would be on Wednesday the 28th, 12-9. Uh, their second game, they won 11-8, and their third game, they lost 2-5. But then the Grizzlies really turned it up coming into uh, July, so on Saturday, ended up beating the Ports 13-6. to And then the second and third, uh, they ended up getting their uh, fourth and fifth win 10-2 uh, to on Sunday and then 10-2 to on Monday. And then they ended up going uh, right back into uh, a series against the San Jose Giants on Tuesday. And that would start 4th of July. And they ended up beating the San Jose uh, Giants five to four. Uh, then on Wednesday they beat the Giants twelve to eight, and then now they'll be playing the Giants throughout uh, Sunday, uh, and they'll have different nights. So tonight will be Tioga uh, thir Thursdays, uh, Friday will be Community Outreach Night, Saturday will be Military Appreciation Night, and Sunday will be Save Mart Sundays. So make sure you guys are taking advantage of the games at the Chuck. And make sure uh, you guys support the Fresno Grizzlies as they're having a tremendous second part of their season. Um, and they will be on the road next week for a three-game series versus Lake Eleanor. And then come back uh, to uh, Fresno on July 18th for another six-game stint. So make sure you guys are tuning in to the Blaze Podcast as we support the Fresno Grizzlies. Now let's talk about the Fresno Pro-Am which their, last week they had their week number three, and I was able to attend, uh, get out there, go support the program, which was amazing. They had so many great highlights, dunks, steals. I mean, it was action-packed, the two games that we were able to watch. Um, I ended up checking out uh, one of the games. It was uh, Paper Route versus Team CBS. And then we also had uh, Team Chill Suite versus the Generals. And both of those games, I would have to say, had at least two two to three great players that they could they could just get a get a bucket. Um and there was a guy on I think it was Paper Route. Um I I, I couldn't I couldn't get his name. They didn't have names on the back of the jerseys, but I, I saw him in a Pepperdine uh shirt. And this guy, I mean, he was either dunking the ball or either blocking shots, um, just jumping everywhere and, and getting all, all every possession it felt like he was a part of. 
Um, so I'm definitely going to check it out next weekend or this weekend uh, for their week number four, uh, which I want to check out. Again, I want to check out uh, Team Paper Route, and I also want to check out the Generals and uh, Ch Chill Sweet. So there's going to be three matchups next week that I'm looking forward to watching, uh, which would be Team CVS versus uh, Team Chill Sweet, which that will be at 11.15 a.m., then they got Team MGM versus Team Paper Route, and that will be at 12.30. And then uh, the third game that I want to check out is the Generals versus Call My Agent at 1.45. And like I said, there's tons of games throughout the day, so there's going to be six different matchups. And I think Chill Sweet this week will actually have two matchups, and uh, Call My Agent will also have two matchups. So make sure you guys go out there. Go support great basketball, especially Fresno-based uh, basketball. You can see a lot of local uh, players that are top-tier players that maybe haven't been seen or trying to get seen. And you can tell uh, these guys are definitely putting on a show for uh, the people in the crowd. And I, I would have to say it was a great showing. Uh, there had to be at least 100 people to 200 people there. Um, I wasn't going to say it was filled up. But maybe throughout the rest of the day, it started to fill up. But it's a great way to be around the community. And especially uh, seeing some great talent here in Fresno, it's always great to see. So make sure you guys check out the Fresno Pro-Am at Fresno City College as they're going to have uh, Season 2, Week 4. And uh, they already got their schedule out on their uh, Instagram. So make sure you guys check out their Instagram. And make sure you guys are... Uh, supporting this Fresno program. You can catch them at the Fresno City uh, Basketball Gym. Uh, and definitely, especially while it's hot right now, uh, it was definitely cool in the gym. So make sure you guys take advantage of... Uh, and it's it's free free to the public, and they're all they're doing is taking donations. So it's a great way to support, and it's a great way to stay out of the heat. So make sure you guys support the Fresno program this weekend. See you out there. I'm just hoping you guys are having a good week this week. I know I am spending my time with my wife on vacation, just enjoying. I just wanted to make sure you guys got a little bit of, of the Blaze podcast this week. I didn't want to just uh, be dry and not post anything. I wanted to give you guys a little something. And I just wanted to make it a short one this week just to give me some time to relax and really unwind and get my thoughts together for the upcoming podcast and, and the upcoming weeks that we're going to be having a lot more guests on the Blaze Talks. And also, uh, hopefully, we get a lot more episodes of the of the Blaze podcast. You know, this has been uh, such a journey so far. We're right in the middle, I feel like, of the year. And we're really, really uh, looking forward towards uh, the end of the year now uh, as we've been having a strong uh, first uh, first half. And, you know, just seeing your guys' support and seeing how far we've gone uh, this year, uh, you guys have really motivated me to really keep going and, and keep pushing myself. So I'm going to keep doing this for you guys. I'm going to keep moving, keep pursuing my dream, and also making you see what we have here in Fresno and seeing all the talent and all the opportunity that we have and all the growth that we are able to also accomplish, I think that's what something that we have to be happy about. And that's something that I like to support. So make sure you guys are continuing to support everything local. Make sure you support your local artists. Make sure you support your local businesses. And definitely make sure you support your local podcasts. 
I'm Alejandro Vedder signing off episode 228.